things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Yo, grace and peace, guys. Welcome to another episode of All Things Theology. I'm your host, K-Dub. And boy, another exciting episode today. I wanted to talk about Senate Bill 8. Yes, Texas abortion law um, stating that uh, women cannot have an abortion after six weeks. I want to get my thoughts, positive, negative, and talk about it. What What are my thoughts? What, what do I think uh, Christians should believe? And be thinking about this law. Is it good for us? Is it bad? Hey, I'm I'm going to share in this episode. So sit back, get your coffee if it's in the morning. I guess and get your coffee, get your popcorn if it's later, <laughs> and enjoy this episode. But I want you all to stay tuned to a discussion I'm going to be having with another Christian. They profess to be Christian, um, and they are a pro-abortionist, and so they want to tell me how uh, inconsiderate to women that I am and. No, I, I honestly think it's going to be a good conversation. Um, it'll be interesting. <laughs> See, so you guys stay tuned for that. That's coming up shortly after this episode drops. And so, like I said, be on the lookout for that. So let's get into a few things. OK, so the Texas, the Senate Bill 8, uh, Texas Bill on Abortion states that women cannot get an abortion uh, after six weeks, uh, whether that's pill you know, removal, any any form of abortion, okay? Here's what I think is good about it. Um, one, it's let it's more restrictive than it was, okay? I'll, I'll say that because I think prior to that it was 20 weeks. Uh, I, I can't remember. I'm not even going to. I think it was 20 weeks, but I, I'm not actually sure on the exact number. But the number, the, the number of weeks a woman, um, ha, you know, has to be pregnant is has decreased um, to six weeks. So, in one sense, that's good. Less babies will die this year in the state of Texas, okay? Um, and, you know, many people are arguing, as we're going to get to, I'm going to read a few articles. Um, many people are complaining, like, by the time most women find out they're pregnant, they're like six weeks anyway. So, like, you don't give them any time to commit an abortion, which I actually think is a good thing. Because um, you don't get to murder your baby by the time you realize you're pregnant. And so, that's a good thing. I actually would go here. So here's my negative. I actually would be a lot more harsher. <laughs> I don't care if it's one week, three days, five weeks. If you have a life inside of you, I would say you are not obligated or have the option to murder your child. So that's where I'm like, hey, I would go further. And I think Christians should have this perspective. Biblically speaking, if we believe life starts at conceptions, there's a life in that womb. We are saying this child is made in the image of God and we're not. We don't have an obligation to murder that child for, let's be honest, convenience sakes. Um, so, like I said, I would be a lot further um, than Greg Abbott. And I think he recognizes that there's still some progress to be made. I think a lot of pro-life people recognize their progress still to be made. Um, but Texas has the most restrictive abortion law in America. Uh, so, <laughs> wow. We, yeah, we have a lot of work to do when it comes to that. OK, um, I think I was seeing a that Florida is seeking to um, have something similar to that. And maybe, maybe Alabama, somewhere I was seeing something to that extent where other states are trying to follow suit. Um, so, hey, hopefully that this can be a, a start of something 
good, right? Less women will murder their babies. Let's get into a few articles real quick, and I'll provide those in the link. Um, I just want to read a few few quotes from certain people. Um, Let me start off with this one. It says, the tragedy, and this is obviously from a pro-abortionist stance, pro-choice stance. The tragedy is that we can only provide abortions for about 10% of the people that we could provide abortion for yesterday. And the point is, is uh, I think I think the case goes uh, 90% of people find out they're pregnant after six weeks. So that's why they're saying only 10% of the people can be provided to murder their child. Um, she states the, or he states, I'm not sure the person here. The law currently in effect provides an exemption for broadly defined medical emergencies but does not include any exemptions for rape or incest. The Texas law defines a medical emergency as a life-threatening physical condition. So let's talk about this, okay? A woman is literally about to die because she is going, she's having this baby, okay? That's, I don't, I don't, that's not an abortion. You are literally, you're literally having a life-saving procedure. I would imagine it being, hey, you're, you're going into a burning building. You can only save one person. It's not murder that you were only able to save one person. I mean, the options are you can let them both die or save one of them in that analogy. So that's, I don't even consider that an abortion. You are, you are having a life-saving procedure. And secondly, I don't get this point too. Though I hate rape, though I hate incest, though I think those things are despicable, and I would, <laughs> you know, maybe we can talk about that uh, on the discussion I'll have about rape and, and incest too. I'm sure they'll be brought up, but I don't understand the objection, the the emotional triggering to that. If a woman gets raped, why is it the first, like, why is there the thing to punish the child, right? Why is that what we're doing here? I, I, I honestly do not get that. If anybody wants to get their perspective on that, please drop it on the comment and maybe we can exchange for a bit. But I don't get why that's the punishment. Why don't we punish the man? Why don't we give the woman everything she needs to carry this child, give her the life she needs to go through the trauma she's dealing with? Because guess what? There's trauma anyway. But usually what happens is she aborts the baby and everybody's just kind of like done with her. I mean, there's nothing help, no help really provided for her afterwards. I mean, Planned Parenthood, they just want to abort your baby. And that's another thing (laughs) because it's pro-choice, right? How come... Planned Parenthood only gives you the one choice. If you go in there right now to Planned Parenthood, they're not going to give you all these options. You're going to get the option of how to abort your baby, how to kill your baby, how to murder your baby. And so um, that's 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 the very dangerous thing about this. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get why that's a um, issue, you know. Uh, let's see. What else do they have here? Yeah, you, you know, you got medical abortion not being allowed. Um, no contraceptives like Plan B are not, a, uh, you know, after six weeks. Um, so no pill form, no um, medical issue. So uh, a, a lot of people are going to. So so what happened here after the law went into effect? The Supreme Court actually refused to block the ban in a 5-4 decision. So it was, you know, very close. But the Supreme Court withheld the decision. And so what a lot of people are saying now is, hey, if people from Texas want an abortion, guess what? They got to go over states, you know, to um, states that are uh, less restrictive. And so how is this fair to people that are poor, 
how is this fair to people who cannot go? <laughs> I mean, think, I, I just cannot f- fathom that logic. Because, yes, now people can't get an abortion in Texas because they're less restrictive. Um, so they have to go across state lines to, to murder their baby. I mean, <laughs> what kind of, I mean, that's, that's psychopathic to me. Um, that one would would do that, and so, and you know, there's going to be all kind of lawsuits and and uh, things like that that come from it. Um, so, so yeah, um, I want to let let's hear from Governor Abbott himself. What did he say? I, man, I I really enjoy what he had to say. Um, <laughs> I mean, just spoken like a a Christian, you know. He says, "Our Creator endowed us with a right to life." And yet millions of children lose their right to life every year because of abortion. He's so right on that. He's 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 very right. We are made in the image of God. There's this right to life that no one should be able to violate. It's it's literally one of the greatest things to the Amago Day. Literally, you are wiping out someone made in the image of God. But yet millions die every year. And he's not exaggerating. Literally millions of of babies in America die because of abortion. He goes on, um, the legislator worked together on a bipartisan basis to pass a bill that I'm about to sign that ensures that the life of every unborn child who has a heartbeat will be saved from the ravages of abortion. Yes, and it is very ravaged. Um, ravaged, savage, all that. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of people are upset about this. And we're going to get into some... Um, to some uh, pictures I have here loaded. And we're going to go through some of them. We're going to go through all the pictures I have, but that's the plan. And discuss some common arguments. Um, discuss some things that I said. Discuss things said to me. Um, and so, yeah. Um, let's let's get into this first one here. Because, uh, yeah. This is from... I think she's an... I, I think she's an actress. I, maybe she's on The View. She, she looks familiar, but I, I looked her up and... Uh, I was like, man, she looks familiar. Actress, some some kind of TV person. I I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> she says, I suggest that all women refuse to have sex with men until they are guaranteed the right to choose by Congress. And anytime someone says the right to choose, you got to ask them the right to choose what? They're talking about the right to choose their murder of their child. That's well, come on. Let's be honest. But notice what she, <laughs> I found it funny because it's like, notice the 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 logic. <laughs> She's like, look, we can't, we're, all women should stop having sex with men until they can murder their babies. That's the, that's the premise. That's the logic. But Chris, I, I know me, I, I was rejoicing like, hey, yeah, stop being less promiscuous. Like, <laughs> you know, hey, if that's, hey, if that's what it takes to have you have a lot of women less being less uh, promiscuous, then hey, let every state <laughs> have the, uh, the SB8 bill, right? Um. But no, obviously we can see that is insane what she's uh, advocating for. I um, mean, here we go. Tess Minnies. I don't know who this is. Minzies. Women in Texas should go full lasistrata and refuse to have sex until this beep. This is a kid-friendly show, obviously. You know, <laughs> she said until it's fixed, until we can murder our babies. Hey, women, lock it down. And then Pam Keith, she says. It would be awesome if all over Texas there was a mass exodus of women from all dating apps. By the million, Texas women should delete Bumble, Hinge, Tinder, Match, 
and all the others. Texas men need to see the women's profile go dark. <laughs> I don't know if that's funny. You know what? I'm not even going to respond to that. I'm just going to show you what I responded to. Like I thought my, I, I, I typically don't have pithy answers and witty comebacks, but I, I thought, I thought this was good because I got a lot of like feedback and likes and people like, wow, this is great. I said, yes, Pam. I encourage women to get off dating apps that are mainly used for hookups. If these women need a good man, there are plenty of single brothers at my church I can introduce them to. <laughs> so, hey, if you need a good man, you single, hey, shout out. Shout out to the brothers at Heritage Grace Community Church that are still single, serving the Lord. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, man, uh, but insane, right? Insane. Uh, let's see what we got here next. Yeah, this is a tweet I made that went viral. I said, babies in the womb are not sacrifices for your career, your convenience, nor your carelessness. And that's true. Because let's be honest, a lot of times that women um, abort their babies, they murder their, the, the, this this life inside their womb. It's because their career, they, hey, I haven't advanced far enough. Maybe, maybe when I get in my late 30s or 40s, I'll decide to uh, have a child. Convenience, um, they're not ready yet. Um, they just don't want a child. Uh, but they don't want to stop doing the things that produces a child. I mean, I just, I can't imagine that. Like, right. Like I'm mad about getting overweight, but I keep eating a lot of food. You know, it's like, come on. some <laughs> These things are natural, uh, you know, products of, of what you're doing. And also carelessness, just women, just let's be honest. There are women who do this. They sleep around different women. I mean, this is the big boy world that we're talking about. Um, and guess what? A child comes for that. And so a lot of people murder their child because of that. And so let's see what I got next, though. Uh, scroll down here. Uh, Marty Griffin. I don't know who Marty is. I don't know who he is, to be honest. I just saw this, and uh, I thought it was wild. I mean, the logic of a lot of these pro-abortionists. Hey, fellas, please stay out of this one. Need a woman's reaction to the Texas abortion law. It pretty much bans abortion. Women only, please. But Marty doesn't feel obligated to stay out of this. He doesn't even, like, if he really felt what he was saying is true, he wouldn't even give his thoughts on this, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, the logic of that kind of says that, right? He should have just stayed out of it, like his first sentence says. But uh, shout out to uh, Sis Kristen Razor. In the, in my, uh, she goes about church. She dropped the uh, 1A movie on abortion. Check that out if you have not seen it. 180movie.com deals with abortion, deals with stuff like this common argument. So Marty says he should stay out of it. All right, stay out of it, Marty, but don't speak for me. And then I thought this one was kind of hilarious. Abortion should be safe, legal, and accessible for all. And then this person is so woke and liberal. They even say any gender can have an abortion. So guess what, Marty? She just put us, this person just put us right back into the conversation. So guess what? Because any person who got an abortion, they now can have, I guess, opinion. About abortion, right? I mean, it, that just sounds pretty, pretty reasonable from my perspective. But I want to address this point for a second because the, it seems like, well, if you haven't experienced this outcome, this you know, pregnancy or whatever, or then you can have, if you don't have a fetus or whatever, you're not a woman birthing, a birthing person. I don't know, whatever the language they're using these days, then you can have an opinion. Well. One, we all came from the womb, so in that sense, we've all experienced it, so I guess we can have a say-so on it. But nevertheless, if the argument is, well, you're not a woman, you don't have a fetus, you don't know what it's like uh, to carry a child, then you can have an opinion. Well, that's pretty absurd. 
Because think about it from this perspective. Well, if you're not a man, then you can't speak to fatherlessness. Of course, people be like, well, that's sort of absurd. Yeah, I agree. That's absurd. I don't have to have a necessary experience or, or whatever to have a view on morality. And so that's the, you know, the, the craziness that a lot of these uh, pro-abortionists kind of will try to make you trap you into some, like they're presenting you with a logical argument. But in, in the end, it's, it's actually quite silly. Um, this gentleman on Twitter says a Supreme Court with six men should not be the ones making decisions regarding women's rights. <laughs> then someone by him, no uterus, no opinion, period. I think that's kind of funny because I'm sure they agree with Roe versus Wade, which was actually a Supreme Court with nine men. And, and guess what? I'm sure they're pretty woke. Nine white men. So I know it's ultra offensive. So it's it's kind of like, hey, if you agree with us, you can have an opinion about it. But if you don't agree with this, then you should be shut up because you don't you're not a woman. You can't have any can't can't have a view on women's rights. And, and notice how it's, it's framed. This issue isn't about women's rights. It's about not murdering the child inside the woman. That's that. You know what, women, you can be you can do whatever you want. We just don't want you to murder the child. That's that. That's guess what? And a lot of women agree about that. It's not it's not oppressive to you. <laughs> I mean, think about how crazy that sounds. People are like, it's oppressive to me if I can't do what I can't destroy this life inside of me. I mean, that that's wild. And <laughs> I thought this was quite funny. Uh, why Satan is maybe the last hope to take down Texas abortion bill. Well, <laughs> when you're on the side of the Satanist, it's probably not a good idea. But I, I just think it's funny why that Satan, you know, Satanists are so uh, zealous to destroy a life in the uh, in the womb. I, I think that one kind of speaks for itself. I've seen a lot of people say that, like, hey, <laughs> liberals are arguing for what, what, what the Satanists want. And then here, um, shout out to Chloe. Uh, I follow her on Twitter. She says that abortion needs to be illegal, even in cases of sexual assault. Right. Um, she goes on, makes further arguments. But this guy, or lady, sorry. <laughs> she says, abortion is such a touchy issue. It's one great area that I wish people were not so black and white about. Um, no, it's it's not it's not gray, gray or white. It, sorry, it's not it's not a gray area. It's very black and white. Don't murder your child. I mean, I mean, sorry, you know, it's not that. Well, not sorry. It's not that. It's not a gray issue. Just like rape isn't a gray issue. Don't rape women, no matter what the reason. You know, I, I would say if a woman is dressed in scandalous, if she's being scandalous, you, you should not rape her. It's not. It's not a gray area. Like what if what if what if people were actually arguing that? Like, hey, it's it's, it's really a gray area. <laughs> it would be absurd. We would all recognize that person should be locked up and, <laughs> you know. But on murdering your child, we kind of give gray areas to. So, oh yeah, that's that same one. Um, Corey Bush. Wow, this one kind of, this one was very sad. She says, "I'm thinking about the black, brown, low-income, queer, and young folks in Texas. The folks, this abortion bill, this abortion health care ban will disappropriate, disappropriate, disappropriately." I'll say that. I, I don't know why I'm talking about right now. Harm. Wealthy white folks will have the means to access abortion care. Our communities won't. But notice how she, she includes herself in the poor black experience. You're not poor, Corey. Miss Bush. I don't know what you want to be called. Um, you're not poor. And it is not the 
unequivocal black experience that everyone is poor. So, well, like, so why do you why why have you just equated being black with being poor? Like, I mean, you see that there, and with being white with being wealthy. I mean, that this this is disgusting in itself. I mean, this is critical race theory coming out of her right there. Secondly, why do you think poor kids deserve to die? Uh, black poor kids at that, right? Um, I don't believe that. I don't believe black kids deserve to die or people who are poor. Like, imagine, like, these people think poverty is the worst thing you could have in your life. I mean, that's kind of disgusting um, if you if you really think that. Um, yes, if you're poor, you need to die. Um, on the similar note, I guess if you have Down syndrome, any kind of, you know, health issue that is, can, you know, be dis, dis, um, instrumental to your life as far as the, the length of it or something like that. Um, Richard says, and this is from Twitter, you can't screen for Down syndrome before about 10 weeks. And something like 80% of Down syndrome fetuses are, abort- are aborted. If red states ban abortion, we could see a world where they have five times as many children with Down syndrome. And similar numbers for other disabilities. So if you have disabilities, I guess, you know, we have the option to kill you. You know, I mean, wow. And this was a Twitter response I got. Uh, I'll read the first one. It says, they are literally using a host body with or without consent. Well, I mean, shading forward. I mean, hey, if you, you have relations, it's that, that, that was the consent. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm, speaking, I'm, I'm speaking about consensual right now because let's be honest, rape is not a the majority of the reason why people get abortions anyway. So let's let's be real. I think it's like less than 5%. And I, I think I'm going high with that number as well. So having a host as a body doesn't take away that. I mean, people on comas who are in a coma, they have a host. I mean, they're not living off of their own body right, right at that time. They have a breathing machine, all that. But we don't kill them. Nobody thinks they should be killed, right? And he says, as long as they remain self-sustaining after birth, right? F them, meaning the children, if they can't afford lunch. <laughs> like, wow. Just the hatred, I mean, wow. Uh, this was a conversation I had on Facebook, uh, Facebook friend. He says, because I told him, hey, I don't, because he was bringing up the poverty argument. Hey, we should kill, we should be able to kill children if uh, they're poor. And he says, hey, we can kill rich kids too. It's not your body, not your child. Get over it. Do some Hail Marys and shower in your holy water. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess, you know, hey, who, who cares if they're rich, poor? We should deserve the right to kill them. And then he inboxes me and <laughs> does this to me, which I thought was kind of hilarious. I mean, we, we were having a discussion. He couldn't logically uh, engage with my arguments. And so he, he messages me and tells me to, he calls me Uncle Tom. <laughs> so. Hey, if I can't beat you with logic, I'll beat you with insults. And so, hey, this 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 is a good point while we're on it too. This stadium is the Michigan Wolverine Stadium. If you're looking, if you're watching via YouTube, I encourage you for my podcast listeners to watch this episode, um, just so they can see um, the the graphics I have up. Um, it says the stadium seats one hundred and nine thousand nine hundred and one. That's how many total people can sit in the stadium. In one month, abortion kills 125,000. Think about that, guys. A stadium filled of people will be murdered by next month. Wow. 
very sad. If that does not break your heart, if that does not make you sad, man, I got to question the humanity in you. I have to. Because that's saddening. Very saddening. And then we have the high priest of abortion, high priestesses of abortion, Jory Micah, who states, I don't care if you think abortion is evil. Don't get one then. We should not all have to live by the religious rights. Fake patriarchal morals. Hypocrites. Now I'm going to show you how you're a hypocrite, Jory. You're the hypocrite. Because you claim to be religious. You claim to follow the teachings of Jesus. You know, but come on. Come on, Jory. You're, you you don't believe Jesus. You don't believe what Jesus taught. Because Jesus believed the whole Old Testament. And this whole conversation reminds me of scripture in Isaiah. You know, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. There's many people calling the murder of their child good. But she says, I don't care if you think it's evil. You should. You should, as a Christian, you should care about abortion being called evil. So she says, just don't get one then. I always use this. Because a lot of people like to use this argument. Well, if you just don't think abortion is right, you don't get one. Okay, well, that's obvious. I'm not going to get one. But I imagine slave owners used to argue the same way. Hey, don't want a slave? Don't get one. Come on. But don't worry about I don't care if you think it's evil. Don't get one then. I mean, replace (laughs) abortion with slave master or slavery. I don't care if you think slavery is evil. Don't get a slave. Obviously, we see the absurdity of that, right? She said the government can forbid abortions all they want, but stats show that women will get abortions at the same exact rates. Except when it's illegally, when it's illegal women will go, illegal women will go back to, go will go to back alley doctors who often butch the surgery. Make abortion illegal doesn't save fetuses and it puts women at, women at risk. To the person who's like, wow, man, that sounds like a good argument. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to put women at risk, right? But imagine someone making that argument for meth or, the, you know, using the needles. We should get safe, clean needles to meth users because stats show they're just going to use at the same rate, but now they're just going to use dirty needles and put themselves more at risk, right? I mean, so... Let's provide clean, sterile needles and good meth that's not laced with anything dangerous. Right? Right. Absurd. (laughs) Same argument. Oh, and she goes on to say, white people who adopt or foster black and brown children are often not always covertly racist, abusive, and problematic people who hide their white supremacy behind their perfect eyes. Don't be fooled. But don't be fooled. Many believe they own I guess, own these kids and will scapegoat them and make them work more than the white kids. I have a religious woman, a narcissist, to the highest degree. She's probably a nice lady. <laughs> George's called her a narcissist. Who would call her adopted black son the N-word. I, I seriously doubt that, but whatever. Subconsciously or consciously, many whites will adopt and foster because they want to enslave black people. And vulnerable children are easy prey. So, <laughs> Jory Micah is very against white women, um, white people adopting black children. So I guess the option is to keep them in the foster home, keep them without parents and, you know, guides and resources of that nature and, you know, 
love and all this. <laughs> Keep them in the foster home. Yeah, that's that's the better option, apparently, from uh, the high priest of abortion, uh, Jordy Micah. So, yeah, man, these are my thoughts on abortion. Hope you enjoy my thoughts on the abortion bill. I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, um, what are your thoughts about the Texas SB8? Share your thoughts. Send them in. If you have any questions, drop them in the comment section as well. Let's talk about this issue. Like I said, I have a conversation coming up very shortly with the person who claims to be a Christian. They claim to be a Christian. They claim to, hey, um, be for the murder of children. They claim to be pro-abortion. And she says these are not um, contradictory things. So I am looking forward to the discussion. I hope you are too. Um, But yeah, I am so passionate about this. I am so passionate about babies not being murdered. And often one of the critiques comes, well, you're not pro-life from the womb to the tomb. You only care about babies when they're born. And guess what? When they're born, you don't care. Well, I don't know who started that argument, but it's very terrible. Because the most people I see doing things for the children after they're born are Christians. Guess what? A lot of Christians have built hospitals, you know, children's hospitals. Uh, A lot of children, a lot of Christians have built orphanages. Uh, I think of men like Spurgeon, historically was speaking. Um, a lot of ch- uh, Christians have adopted. Me and my wife are seeking to adopt as well. I know many Christians who have done that. I am, I am, uh, I am so convinced that Christians are um, doing their part in this that I, I guarantee you can go to the any church, j- just about any church. Okay, I'm just about any church, even those who I wouldn't agree with doctrinally, and ask for help for their baby, their newborn, and you would get help. I, I'm I'm pretty certain about that. No one's going to turn you away, they're, or they're going to at least point you in the right way to get resources to uh, get your baby help. And so this whole pro-life to the womb to the tomb is just straight garbage. I've I've been hearing that from certain people, and <laughs> certain people are afraid to call her mother. We know who we're talking about here. <laughs> People, we have to call it what it is. We Christians, we have to speak to the age, to the culture, truthfully. Yes, in love, absolutely in love, but truthfully, because if we're not being truthfully, um, one, we're lying to them. But we get the soft pedal, hard issues of what the culture believes is hard. We cannot speak authoritatively when that's the point. And so, grace and peace, guys, man. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it was encouraging to you. I hope. You're in agreement with at least a lot of things I said. Um, maybe you were challenged on some of the things I said. Um, but let's have a conversation. You know, I, I believe we, you know, a lot of times we don't come to a consensus. We don't come to truth because we're not conversing. We're not being challenged on uh, issues. And so if you would like to come on, talk, maybe you disagree with me. Hey, I'm all for it. Let's do it. So, guys, hey, until the next episode, grace and peace. Everybody, hey.